2: Don't you love that feeling when you've just nailed your look? When someone you barely even know comes up to you and says, Oh, I love that outfit. Where did you get it? That's how it feels to use Stitch Fix. They're a personal styling service. Tell them what you love, and they send great clothes for you to try on at home. Stitch Fix is simple sign up in just a few minutes. Tell them about the brand you love and the looks that make you feel great. Stitch Fix is convenient. Get everything delivered right to you so you can try on new styles in the comfort of your own home. Stitch Fix is on your terms and priced to fit your budget. There's no subscription required, ever. Keep what you want and send back anything you don't. So, isn't it time you started nailing your look? Get started today at StitchFix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for women, men, and kids. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody.
0: Hi, this is Chris McCourtney of Salem Media Group, Detroit. We want you to know that Faith Talk Detroit is here during this COVID-19 challenge. You know, I find it interesting that at Jesus' most desperate hour, the final minutes of the Last Supper, and before he's arrested, when he knows what's coming next, he says this from John's Gospel, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. I know these days are worrisome because I feel that myself. Stay in your church, and if it's hard to do that right now, keep listening to Faith Talk Detroit and our great ministry partners, and let's love one another during this troubled moment. Your church home will be restored soon. I'm confident of that. But until then, Faith Talk Detroit is at your service.
3: MotorCityHelpWanted.com. Salutes, the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. What are you doing, Dave? We need help with payroll. I'm oh, doing squats, Mr.
0: Employee of the Month. I'm taking your advice and I'm working my butt off. That's not what I meant. Glutes of steel. Feel
3: them right here. Ah, uh, Dave, now I have to call HR. We believe local businesses should be packed with more local employees of the month and fewer Daves. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. MotorCityHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work.
4: number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, the pastor of Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, your friendly neighborhood apologist. Uh, God bless all of you for tuning in to the program today. Uh, Strictly Biblical, like other churches, are dealing with the, uh, what's happening in our world and uh, in our area in terms of the, uh, the fact that uh, we have social distance and uh, not able to leave our homes, and definitely uh, people cannot group together like they used to because of the coronavirus. Uh, virus. However, all we can do is the best we can, and we need to understand something. That is that God's church is not a building, it's the people. So wherever and however the people of God gather together, they're still doing the work of God. And... We do need to take warnings seriously, okay, because even though God works miracles, He also, Jesus also said that the sick need a physician. So when physicians recommend things that are good, we need to follow that. And that's what we're doing, it's strictly biblical, and other churches are doing as well. Of course, we're trying to keep our programs going as best as possible. Uh, and so we encourage you to uh, definitely tune into the uh, radio program here on a regular basis. And at the same time, uh, just to let you know that we will be live streaming uh, our services, in fact, our Tuesday uh, class, prophecy class at 11 o'clock, you'll be able to access that uh, on uh, your, uh, your phone, actually, you just uh, we will lead you right to it. Uh, So the Tuesday Prophecy Class will continue. And uh, also the Monday night Bible study will also be able to to pull that up on strictlybiblical.org right after this program. So we just invite you to do that. uh, And uh, so our Bible studies will continue, our Sunday service, where on Sunday we're preaching. uh, I'm preaching through the Book of Revelation from Chapter 1 all the way to the end so that we can uh, understand that as bad as it is now, Uh, friends, we're not in the tribulation. We need to look at that all-important book, which is being ignored by so many. We are doing that at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. Even though you have to uh, catch it, okay, uh, there, uh, go to our website, you'll be able to access all the ministry that's still going, and we encourage you also to send donations uh, to us. You can send them by mail. Also, you can use, uh, the uh, you know, uh, Divify, which is something that you can access on an app, uh, right on your phone or computer. All right. And i to call here, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Ross. as I would like to look at something I always like to look at, because it's so needful for people, that is the kingdom of the cult. So, and if there's any questions you have about anything uh, that is off topic, it's okay. Because as long as we're talking about the Bible, friends, we're doing what we are supposed to be doing here on the Bible Talk program. Just remember that number: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Moss later on. Uh, the uh, financial expert, let me say, or one of them, we have more than one at our church, uh, uh, Thelma, she should be calling in. So we'll wait for her call to give you more information on how to support uh, Strictly Biblical during these troubled uh, uh, times we're in. Uh, so definitely we can continue to do what God has called us to do. All right, if you've got a pencil with you or an ink pen with you, it could be helpful as we look at the kingdom of the cults. And let us go to the premier cult. And all we're going to do, basically, is deal with their doctrines. Also, we could do a historical analysis. But the most important analysis of all uh, becomes the theological analysis. So let's start with the JWs. That's right, the Jehovah Witnesses, okay? Uh, The Watchtower Society, which was founded by Charles Taz Russell in 1862, okay? He died in 1916, and the movement uh, went to others after him, uh, Frederick Sands uh, Nathan Moore. But what we're concerned about, what is it that these folks teach? We're going to be looking at it. They definitely are a cult. And I would say this, that if you talk about the Jehovah's Witnesses, they fit in the category of being a classic cult. Why? That's what we're going to be looking at right now. Number the column, area code 866 Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. I have a talk with Pastor Emily Moss. Any question you have for me, you can call them in. Uh, someone's on our phone line right now, so we're going to go to them and, uh, and, and and get them on the air.
5: How you doing, caller? Denise? Hi, Pastor Moss. How are you? Real good. How are you? I miss you. I've been praying for you, Pastor, but I'm going to redeem the time, ask my questions. Sure, everybody want to call and talk to you. Our first question (laughs) is, in Mark 5, when the son of James and John, the sons of Zebedee?
4: You say from Mark chapter 5?
5: Yes, where it speaks of James and John, the sons of Zebedee?
4: Uh Uh-huh, let me get that right quick, Mark 5.
5: All right.
4: Okay, see where we are, Matthew, Mark, and you're in chapter 5. And which verse are you at?
5: Well, I'm around the 70th verse, but I have a more okay. specific question, if I can ask okay, that. You said it was, um,
4: okay, and you said it was Mark chapter 5.
5: Yes. Yeah. Am I wrong?
4: Uh, well, and you said which verse?
5: Mark 5, I believe, around verse 70.
4: Well, in Mark 5,
5: Mark 5 uh, doesn't have, um, let's see, doesn't have 70 verses. Okay, well, I'm calling regarding the sons of Zebedee. Did I write that okay. down wrong? You know my vision, Pastor.
4: Well, hey, anybody can do it. You should, but you're talking about the sons of who?
5: Zebedee. Zebedee? Uh, yes. Okay, well, what about that? Well, it says that the, the names are James and John. Uh-huh. Is that John, the beloved that was on the Isle of Patmos? And who is the James? Well,
4: in terms of that, I'm not sure. There's a text, because I'm wondering which text uh, 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 that you're dealing with here. Uh, John, I, I'm not sure which John it, it, it would be.
5: Okay, so that was my first question, and we don't know who the James is either. If you don't know who the John is, I'm assuming.
4: Yeah, but it does say they're the sons of uh, of Zebedee, but other than that, and here we know there's more than uh, one person that's named James or John in the Bible. A historic, maybe a historical analysis of it might help, but in the text itself, it doesn't uh, it doesn't say.
5: Uh, okay. Well, I have another question, Pastor Ma. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't go to the library. You know, i got to be stuck in the house and the library is closed. But I know. I, I know, and that's where I live. But nevertheless, um, when the two kingdoms split, Israel kingdom, was the southern kingdom composed of Judah and Benjamin? Okay, so you say. The two kingdoms split. Yes, you have the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Uh huh. And was the southern kingdom composed of Judah and Benjamin? Uh, composed of Jesus and Benjamin. Judah. J U D A. Judah.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that is, that would be that would be correct. I'm just having trouble here. Yeah, that would be uh, uh, correct.
5: All right. When they went into captivity under Nebuchadnezzar, was that both kingdoms or only the southern kingdom?
1: Well,
4: ultimately, what happened? It was uh, so many, so much back and forth amongst them. Till finally, what happened was that uh, the tribal identity uh, of the Jews was lost altogether. Now, we know that. So I'm not uh, talking about tribal
5: identity. I'm talking about when they were in captivity. Was that oh, the they, whole, ta- was
4: yeah. that the whole have, nation yeah,
5: of Israel or just the southern kingdom?
4: Well, in such it was like there was there would be some left in the land, but then the southern kingdom, you're right, it wasn't like all the Jews at one time were rooted out. There always would be a remnant left in the land. But if uh, if you look at it historically, uh, uh, there was a, a separation right along the lines that you're talking about. Yeah. Not all of them were led into uh, captivity at once. But actually, over time, it came to where all of them were in captivity, so much so that so when James writes in the first chapter, he writes to the 12 tribes that are, you know, scattered abroad. They were just mixed and assembled, uh, even at the time of his writing in the first century. So in terms of what you're talking about, though, yeah, there was back and forth where certain tribes would go into exile, others would remain. Uh, and so it was, uh, it, it's quite a historical study, can be traced to trace the Chronicles. But you're right in terms of Nebuchadnezzar taking some and not all and that sort of thing. till so finally, we have uh, so, so much dispersion amongst the Jews, the tribal identity is lost. And in James chapter 1, which is uh, very interesting, and some people say that, uh, you know, uh, that the Jews uh, lost their identity completely. But that's not true. What actually they lost was their tribal identity, and that's something very important to understand. Uh, but as, the Jews as a whole still Jews were Jews. And that's why James should write what he wrote when he said to the, um, uh, to the tribes in the abroad here in James chapter 1, where... He says in James 1 and 1, James a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. So in other words, he knew that uh, uh, the, the 12 tribes, they got mingled, but still they were all
5: Jews. All right, so when Nebuchadnezzar took them to Babylon, he took them from the southern and northern tribes,
4: uh, yes, he would take them from. Uh, yeah, he would take them from both tribes. But still, there's it. Uh, in other words, there uh, doesn't mean that all that were with him were just the northern tribes. There could be other Jews there as well. But there was the splitting, like you said, where some like remain in the land until uh, virtually all of the Jews were removed from their land. Okay, and we see that happen. Okay. That didn't happen ultimately, and that didn't happen ultimately. You know, till about actually uh, 70 A.D. Titus and his Roman armies came in. Then we'll see uh, uh, where, uh, where, as Jesus said, uh, was going to happen if they did not accept him as as Messiah.
5: Okay, this is my last question, Pastor Mark, with the captivity. So where does the Assyrian captivity come in?
4: Uh, Where does the Assyrian uh, uh, captivity come in? Yes. Yes, in captivity. Uh, what, when you ask that, do you mean what, in particular, what particular time, or
5: yes, the time as well as what nation, what kingdom they took over? Was it the Northern Kingdom that they attacked and put the Northern Kingdom into captivity, and what time? Is that if that's incorrect?
4: Uh, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, if you're talking about in terms of the Assyrian uh, captivity, which happened, we see that that happened, and uh, uh, I, I think also in Isaiah's time, that was occurring. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, uh, uh, during that time, we see uh, uh, Assyrian captivity. Uh, and so, what happens is it's so back and forth. It's never where it was a. Uh, a thing of where one was gone, and didn't, you know you'd have where God. Remember what happened to them in the Old Testament, based upon what it says in Deuteronomy 26 and other passages. There is blessing for obedience and discipline for disobedience. So whenever there is disobedience, the, the, the enemies were allowed to conquer them. You see that with the Philistines. You see that with the Assyrians and all. Then, if they're repentance, then there could be a return to the land. So it's a back and forth, and a, and a, and when really all that breakdown can take place, pretty. Uh, what you want to look at is like First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, and First Samuel and Second Samuel, and it gives you uh, specifics in terms of that history.
5: All right. Well, thank you, Pastor. Mal. I'm sorry the library right. is closed.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's right. But you can always Google. <laughs> all right. Bye bye. All right. All right. Thank you. Remember to call area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. To be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emily Moss, as we look at any questions you have on your mind, but also as we look at the Jehovah Witnesses. And remember to call area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Uh, to be on the air pass from Oswald. If any questions you have about the Word of God, just as the least call, you can call as well. Okay? Do you have a caller? All right, no one on the line. So let us look at the Jehovah Witnesses and what you need to be ready for when they come at your door. Because definitely uh, they are coming. The Witnesses are coming. They are very serious about the errors that they teach, uh, and you need to know what they're going to come at you with, and also you need to know how to refute them. So as I go through this, that's exactly what I'm going to do, is uh, talk about their doctrines and give you a chance to refute their doctrines, okay, if you know what I mean. And what will have helped you with this is if you listened to that guy, what's his name, Baker? Yeah. OK, on uh, when he takes over this radio program, he deals exclusively with the Jehovah's Witnesses. So all of his uh, s- uh, students should be able to call me right now. On the Nicole, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. to be on the air of Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to our caller. Call you online. Jerome, how you doing? Yes, yeah, Hello. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Yeah, touch them all. Yes, yeah.
6: uh, thank you uh-huh. for taking my call. Hey, I just thanks got for a couple of things that uh, I want to kind of ask you about and get your perspective on it. And uh, I'm, one is uh, this virus that's going around. You know, what you think about that uh, worldwide? Is is uh, a some kind of a uh, uh, statement from the Lord? I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing something out. And also. Uh, Statement that uh, I've never seen a righteous forsaken or the for the seed that the bread, you know, and what does that mean? I'm thinking sometimes we have Christians that die that started started death for the Lord for the sake of the Lord, you know, and uh, and I guess the last question is I'm gonna hang up is uh, tempting the Lord, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. I I see this uh, this virus that's going around and and sometimes you know churches still might want to have service. Uh, it's possibly that you can get something from that You know, I know you trust the Lord I know it's a heavy stuff I'm asking you But uh, I'll hang up and listen to your
4: uh, No, no, I need you to stay like, on Because I need you to tweak uh, your questions for me And the first one you asked me uh, How did you start this out?
6: Yeah, I, I was asking Your your opinion about the coronavirus That's kind of been around Is it uh, something that the Lord is trying to say Is a curse or I don't know, worldwide, you know I don't know Lord, the on under yeah. well, attention or... Well,
4: well, I'll tell you what. What, what happens is Now, the truth is, it is worldwide, right? Uh, but right. what category do you put it in, right? Uh, does that mean that it's a, a curse from God? Does that mean that we're in the tribulation period? Uh, well, we have to be careful, okay? Because there's a lot of things that have happened, but uh, judgments from God are specifically pronounced by God. We know the Lord's flood, for instance, that came from God, Right? Uh, the Bible tells us uh, that's what happened, right? Look over in Genesis chapter uh, 6, verse 7, Talks about the sin that was taking place and the flood was sent. The Bible tells us that, uh, uh, that there would be no floods after that to destroy the world anymore, okay? So we know that the flood was visitation uh, from God. We know that the tribulation period, which is coming, not here yet, but which is coming, that also we know will be from God. But in terms of what we're seeing now, okay, as bad as it is, uh, I think what explains it best is Romans chapter 8, okay? It is not the tribulation period, definitely not. Um, it may have something to do with uh, encouraging, let us say, the, uh, uh, the tribulation period to come, okay? And I'll talk about that later, I'm going to that specifics. But in terms of what we're seeing now, this is something that Paul was talking about. Paul was talking about this in uh, the 8th chapter of, uh, of Romans, Actually, he was talking about what we're seeing now. For he says, and this is in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. Now, he was talking about the fact that in their day they were suffering. You know, they had all kinds of problems, right? They had diseases. They had armies attacking. Nature was acting up in Paul's day with earthquakes and other things just like everybody else. So... Uh, so then he was complaining about the fact that there is trouble in the world. He goes on in verse 19, For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willing that by reason of him were subjected to shame and hope. Okay? Then here's a key verse here in Romans 8:22. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together unto mouth. Now do you see what Paul said? all right yeah you see he said the nice. whole creation was growing at his time now the whole creation is growing now too okay just like it was growing in his time but just like when Paul all this it wasn't talking about tribulation and the growing that's taking place now is not talking about tribulation either it's talking about what's happening because of adam's sin uh in the world so that's the key verse we could go further uh so uh definitely uh uh it's bad what's going on, but it's not the tribulation period uh uh, trib- uh tribulation will make what we're going through now look like a picnic okay? now your second question is what uh,
6: my second question is that uh dealing with that, you know along with the virus you know like you might some you know churches might decide to still have service you know uh mm-hmm. and how wise is that, or is there a— uh, It's wise. If the Lord is still it's protecting wise. you. It's, still... yes,
4: it's I'm not sorry? wise. It's not wise. It is not wise. But if I have to do, some people say, well, the Lord will, uh, will protect you. Are there Christians that have died from the coronavirus? Do you think yeah. so? I think sorry, so. Again. Yeah, Christians have died. Yeah. I said, do, you, uh, do yeah. you believe that Christians have also—I mean, as sinners. I'm sure they have died, but I'm sure there's Christians who have died as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so, in other words, uh, there's Christians who, when tornadoes take place, they become victims of that. When an earthquake takes place, they take victims of that. Uh, God has not promised Christians that they're going to be able to get away from all natural disasters. And all of this is is a natural disaster. This is not uh, this pandemic we're going through. It's not some kind of judgment from God on us. It's just a continuation of how the world was hurled into sin because of the Adam, okay, and Eve. And then we, of course, did uh, it with sin as well, okay? So the idea that Christians are going to be protected from this, no. So we need to wisely do what Jesus said. He said the sick need a physician. And what he led by that, I'm sure is that the sick need to take uh, we need to take advice from good positions as well. Okay. We shouldn't be doing things that are gonna harm us. It's not wise and God uh, has not promised us that uh that we're going to escape from this uh if we just, you know, live and do anything we want. He's given us knowledge and we need to go back to that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right? And Thank this you. is your last question. Nope, nope, here, three My but I want point. to write all three of them. Okay.
6: And I guess my my last question is that uh, when they were saying that I've uh, uh, never seen the righteous forsaken or the saints bag bread. I'm, I'm trying to get a good, clear understanding of that. Uh, sometimes I think about, you know, some Christians uh, have died, starvation, you know, for the sake of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I even think about the bag of Lazarus. I mean, uh, is the Lord going to seize his children all the time, whatever happened in the world? I'm I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a little confused on that.
4: Well, you answered this question. And actually, I think where you're coming from is uh over in uh Psalms, you're dealing with what uh David said right uh uh-huh. where, in fact uh he was saying he'd never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread okay so the question right. is uh uh what do you mean by that? well, remember yes. that when when David said this, you know uh that statement had never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread uh he was, What he was talking about, and this is in Psalms 37 and 25. I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. We need to ask ourselves, where was David when he said that? Well, he was in Israel, okay? He was in Israel. He was in uh, a nation that was uh, following God's commands, okay? And there was something that uh, very interesting about uh, uh, Israel, that God had uh, compassion on those that were poor, to the extent that a poor man, okay, if he was walking uh, in uh, uh, near somebody's farm uh, and they had fruit trees planted, right, that they were allowed, uh, if they didn't have any food, to pick the uh, fruit and eat it without there being, uh, it wasn't called stealing. That was something that God would allow them to do. Uh, in fact, uh, the uh, uh, the person who owned the property was to let him do it. That was God's way of taking care of the uh, poor. So David is talking about is what happened in a land like his was, the Jerusalem, that was being ruled by God. What it says, in the, to, to back up what I just told you, Leviticus chapter 19, here's what it says. It says, Leviticus 19 and 9, and when you reap the harvest of your land, Thou shalt not wholly reap the corners of thy field, neither shalt thou gather the gleanings of thy harvest, and thou shalt not glean thy vineyard, neither shalt thou get, thy gather grapes of thy vineyards, and shalt leave them for the poor and stranger. I am the Lord your God. So, see, there David lived in a land ruled by God, where uh, there was provision for the poor. So, that's what he meant. Okay, David, he had not seen. Okay, the righteous was thinking. You were talking about what was happening in other parts of the world. You were talking about what happened in the land where God has made okay. provision for the poor to be taken care of.
6: Okay. All well, right? Thank you so very much. I certainly appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, thank
4: you, and I appreciate your call. That number to call area code 866 423 9578. Area code 866 423 9578. Here to air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any questions you have about the Word of God is welcome here. My task was to talk about the Jehovah Witnesses, but you guys can throw that to the side, as always, and ask any question that you want here on the Bible Talk program. And I just encourage you to continue to um, keep us in prayer, as uh, just as other churches, uh, our services have been pretty much uh, closed down. We are doing everything through live sc- screening, uh, however. You can contact me here uh, on the, the radio uh, program. Uh, I'm here live with you uh, and other programs like our Monday Night Bible Study. Uh, all you got to do is go on to strictlybiblical.org, and we have a Bible study there prepared for you. Uh, do the same thing tomorrow because our Tuesday prophecy class is also going to be live uh, streamed to you. Uh, and so uh, that's all you got to do is just stay uh, in contact with us, and we'll stay in contact with you. Uh, we have a caller? Big time? Uh, all right. Let's take a break. Hey,
7: Pastor Moss, what time is the live stream?
4: Is the live stream over oh, time of it? The time will be at um, uh, 11, uh, 11 o'clock t- tomorrow on Tuesday, our Prophecy class. T- today, it will uh, it'll start right after this program, and that will be at 7 o'clock. And that will be strictly available.
3: with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Now is the time to register for an all-inclusive 10-day trip to Israel with WLQVFM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. Expand your global perspective on the Stand with Israel tour December 2nd to 11th with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com today to sign up for the Stand with Israel tour where history, culture, and faith will converge before your eyes. We'll take you behind the scenes to explore the places you've read and heard about. Pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the Sea of Galilee, float on the unique Dead Sea, and much more. The land, its amazing cuisine, and its diverse people are a spectacle to behold, and you can live it all firsthand. Best of all, you'll be with Faith Talk Detroit's syndicated media host, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, special guest Michael Lindell, like-minded supporters of Israel, and listeners of WLQV. Secure your spot today for the Stand with Israel tour. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com, search keyword Israel. That's faithtalkdetroit.com, keyword Israel. Chris McCourtney
0: for Salem Surround, the digital marketing solution that keeps growing by leaps and bounds. The reason? Strategies. Everybody out there has all the digital advertising products your business wants, but the strategies you need, well, as a small business owner, you're on your own. Enter Salem Surround. We're more than products. We design a comprehensive digital strategy with the components you can't find anywhere else, branded audio. How about we target your best customers with proven digital tactics, lead them down the customer journey, and introduce them to you. Tell your story. Sell your product with branded audio. You're tired of digital products being pitched at you? It's time for our one-stop digital marketing partner. Let's talk about your strategy today. Go to SalemSurroundDetroit.com. That's SalemSurroundDetroit.com.
4: That number to call, area code 866 423 area code 866 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Moss, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. Uh, remember to pray for our ministry just like uh, we're praying for others and all ministries that have been kind of uh, uh, shut down, respecting, um, uh, using common sense and respecting uh, what has been said by our governor that we need to practice uh, the social distancing. And uh, we need to not have uh, a large groups of people uh, meeting right now until we are past this virus. Okay? So definitely, uh, and God will bless us if we uh, uh, use wisdom okay? and uh, cooperate with uh, what's happening right now. Uh, that doesn't mean that ministry has to stop. There's a lot of different ways to do it. And we do need to recognize the fact that the early church met in homes. But yes, It wasn't until later that they started building church buildings. So, definitely, uh, we pray that this will only be temporary, but at the same time, whatever church you're a member of, continue to support the church and continue to give. Find a way to get the, uh, the resources to them so that uh, uh, they don't have a problem because of lack of finances. And we're asking all members of Strictly Biblical to do the same thing. Now, recall area code 866 423 9578 area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Moss, welcoming you to the program with any questions you have about the Word of God. I am talking about the witnesses, helping you to deal with these folks who come right to your door. Yes, they do, and you want to be able to deal with them. Uh, and one of the things they have is a problem with God's name. We're going to talk about that, but first it looks like we've got another caller. Is there a caller? Thelma, how are you
1: doing, Thelma? Hi, how are you, Pastor?
4: Well, Thelma, it's good to have you on the air. I was talking about you before you came on, and you can tell the folks how to get their donations uh, through to Strictly Biblical uh,
1: during this time. So go ahead. you got the floor. Again, our more popular way right now is give a sign. You can access mm-hmm. givify from our website or just type it in, uh, a search on your phone. There's also a demo that can be found on our website under About Us that shows you how to use givify It completely walks you through it. And also it'll also do that in the search. Uh, the other ways is still by mail, regular postal mail, and or your bank. You can send us a bill pay um, using our strictly biblical name and our address, which is 10709 Grand River Avenue. Detroit, Michigan, 48204. Again, our address is 10709 Grand River Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48204. And I also have another question, Pastor.
4: Uh Uh-oh. Now now you're
1: putting it on me. Okay, I'm shaking. (laughs) What's your question, Thelma? Would you say that Hebrew Israelites are a cult group, and if so, Why?
4: Yeah, I would say that they are a cult group. The reason I would say that is because of the fact that their uh, uh, their teachings are unorthodox. They're teaching things that the Bible does not uphold. Uh, uh, first of all, I would say number one, the idea that you need anything other than belief in Jesus Christ uh, for your salvation borders uh, on heresy. What they're saying is that, you know, in in other words, here's the question I always ask: What about being a black Hebrew Israelite will add anything to do with my Christian law? What is it? How could that? What what do I gain by becoming a black Hebrew Israelite if I'm already a Christian? Okay, Mm -hmm. why would I need to do that? And I've never had any of them who can answer. They go into historical explanations of how, uh, you know, uh, uh, blacks are the true Jews and all of this. But salvation isn't based upon whether you are a true Jew or not. Salvation is based upon whether you believe in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And I believe that followers of Christ should be called Christians. Now, but you know, you know me, Gama. I want to get as biblical as I can possibly be. So when I read in the Bible, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it talks about us calling ourselves black, human Israelites. I do see, though, where in terms of in the Bible, clearly there's a term that's used to describe all Christians, and it's right in the Bible. And and so for me, what, what happens is since I am a follower of the Bible, I want to be identified uh, the way the Bible identifies us. Uh, and the Bible says clearly that uh, that what we should be called, the term for us uh, is are Christ- Christians. That is actually what we are. We should be called Christians. That's what the Bible the, uh, uh, that, that is a term that is used, uh, and that's the term that should be used to describe us. So that, so these are the problems that I have with them. They uh, in, in, they're finding things and teaching things that are not in the Bible. What can they do with this? For instance, here, I'm looking, At First Peter chapter four, and verse sixteen. Here's what it says. I'm okay with you, Tim. Here's what it says. Mm -hmm. Yet if any man suffer as a black Hebrew Israelite, it doesn't say that. But it says in First Peter four and sixteen is this. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Now, I've talked to some of them and said, know oh, it doesn't say that. The Bible, is it? Like, once they start seeing that, I know that they're messed up. because there's nothing that's been changed in the, in the Bible, in the, King James, in the King James Version. Here, we see what Christians were called way back in the first century. They were called Christians, okay? So, why would I want to uh, name myself something else other than what the Bible says? Uh, and that's not the only place where this is found, okay? It's found in other places as well. Um, where the term for Christians, uh, uh, we see that the term for us, those followers of Christ, uh, the term that the Bible designates us up by is is Christian. So, so that's one of the biggest problems I have. I have problems with anything uh, that detracts from the Word of God, and that's exactly what happens to you uh, if you get uh, off into that, that movement.
1: Well, I've interacted with one um, a few times when we talk about different scripture stuff, and I ask, you know, what Bible he use? He definitely says he uses the same Bible, and he definitely quotes a lot of Old Testament scriptures. No matter what I say, he'll go back and you know give me a scripture just from something in the Old Testament, and it's right, in the old from, law from the Old Testament, from the Old Law, and and
4: and then that's a problem too, right? Because you have there's different groups of Hebrew Israelites. Uh, some are in this legalistic camp where what they maintain is that we still have to uh, follow uh, the law of, uh, of, of Moses, okay? And that's a real problem. That's a real problem. Because what happens is the, the New Testament, and that's why they want to stick, some of them in, in that certain class of black Hebrew Israelites want to focus so much on the Old Testament, because they know that the New Testament says things that they have trouble with. For instance, in Galatians and in Chapter 3, okay, Here's what it says, okay? Uh, uh, Verse 21, starting verse 21, Galatians 3 and 21, is the law then against the promises of God? Okay? This is Paul writing, God forbid, for if there had been a law given, which should have given life, barely righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ may be given unto them that believe. Now, Listen to this carefully, Thelma. Here's where it comes against the teaching that we are still under the law. Uh, In Galatians, and in chapter 3, verse 23, But before faith came, we were kept under the law. Shut up under faith, which should afterwards be revealed. So before faith came, we were under the law, okay? And that's where the Jews were coming out of that background. They were under the law. Mm -hmm. but. Now, verse 24 says this, Wherefore, the law was, was, notice past tense, the law was our schoolmaster, to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But then listen to this, verse 25. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Now, let me ask you the question. What does the Bible say? It's the school schoolmaster we're no longer under.
1: You say, who was the schoolmaster? Are you talking
4: about Moses', Moses? Well, yeah, Moses' law. You're exactly right. It says but after faith has come, the law was the schoolmaster, right? That's what it says in verse 24, in Galatians 3, Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. That's what the law did. It drove us, it pointed out our sins and drove us to Christ. But once you accepted Christ, it says this, but this is in verse 25, but after faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster, okay? For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Okay. So, That's what they have problems with. And uh, the Bible is complete, says this over and over again, with the fact that, you know, born again Christians are no longer under the law. We're now under grace. We're under the law of Christ, but uh, not under the Mosaic law.
1: Well, that's what I needed, Pastor. I hope he's listening. Okay. <laughs> uh, and in fact uh, there there's
4: a lot that could be said uh, uh to them and I'm always uh, uh anxious to talk to them because all I go by is the Bible. And that is what is very very frustrating. And also one has to do is to show me what these what these passages mean other than they say. Uh and uh you know, I would at least give them an audience. But it, it seems to, me, uh, to be to me very clear, uh, one more I can give you, uh Uh, here four minutes ago uh, is over in Romans uh, and I mean the Bible is just filled with a rebuttal of uh, uh, this kind of uh, doctrine that we see where what Paul says in Romans chapter 10 is this Romans 10 and 1 my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved I bear them record uh, that they have a zeal of God but not according to knowledge for they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of Christ. Now, Thelma, listen to this one. Here is where Paul hits the ball out of the, out of the park. He says in verse 4, Romans ten four 4 For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. That's <laughs> who yes, yeah. believes in Christ. Yeah. Pretty clear. Now don't be surprised when I tell this to them that they don't like it, they begin to argue because some people just don't want to hear the suit. But at least you've got some scriptures hopefully hopefully they can help you. Thank you, Thelma. Well thank you, Pastor. All right, God bless you. I'll see you later. We gotta take a we've gotta take a break. We'll be right back.
8: This is Lonnie Chen of the Hoover Institution for Townhall dot com. There's something important that all of us can do to stop the spread of coronavirus. It's not convenient, and it's not necessarily fun, but it will save lives. What is it? Try your best to stay at home. You can still take walks outside with others in your family, shop for essentials, or get takeout from a local restaurant. And there's also plenty we can do to stay connected to others. Check in on your loved ones and friends frequently. Give to people in need in your community, supplies for food pantries, financial donations, personal hygiene items. Buy online gift certificates to your favorite local stores and restaurants and use them when this is over. If you're going to spread anything, spread help, compassion, and humor. Above all, do not panic. Remember, like all outbreaks, this too will eventually end. Focused and united, we can avoid the worst possibilities. It's up to all of us. As a country, we can overcome this crisis together. I'm Lon He Chen. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu
3: Now is the time to register for an all-inclusive 10-day trip to Israel with WLQVFM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Expand your global perspective on the Stand with Israel Tour December 2nd to 11th with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com today to sign up for the Stand with Israel Tour where history, culture, and faith will converge before your eyes. We'll take you behind the scenes to explore the places you've read and heard about, pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the Sea of Galilee, float on the unique Dead Sea, and much more. The land, its amazing cuisine, and its diverse people are a spectacle to behold, and you can live it all firsthand. Best of all, you'll be with Faith Talk Detroit's syndicated media host, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, special guest Michael Lindell, like-minded supporters of Israel, and listeners of WLQV. Secure your spot today for the Stand With Israel Tour. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com, search keyword Israel. That's faithtalkdetroit.com, keyword Israel.
4: The number to call, area code 866 423 9578. Area code 866 423 9578. If on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, uh, talking about the key of the cult, uh, looking at Jehovah's Witnesses, but also. Other cults as well, and other groups, uh, we've dealt with that. That's why I like to open up those phone lines to you callers, because you do uh, bring an interesting angle to the whole discussion. If we were to look at the Jehovah Witnesses, we find that there's a number of false doctrines they teach that you need to be wary of uh, when they come to your doorstep. Number one, they have accepted their organization as the prophet of God. Yeah. And they made some predictions that have not come true. They said Armageddon was supposed to take place nineteen seventy five, it didn't. Uh Jesus returned invisibly in nineteen fourteen. And you're right, uh, the only ones who could see him was uh the witnesses. He returned invisibly. I don't know how you could know if he returned invisibly, and they don't. They do some kind of uh, uh something with a dating system that proves it, but when Jesus comes back, it won't be invisibly. Every eye will see him. That's what the Bible says over in Revelation chapter one verse seven. Uh, they have accepted the organization as as God's sole channel for truth. And no, the organization is not the channel, the word of God is that channel through Jesus Christ. We're gonna to go to the phone lines, Got to call them, Hello. Nathan, how you doing? Hello, Nathan. Yeah,
7: was the broadcast yeah, on yesterday, and you were saying that the, you were talking about the Hebrew Israelites. Mm-hmm. And my question was, why did you ask the question to ask them, is there any advantage to being a Hebrew? Is that what you said?
4: Yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a born-again Christian. I am a child of God. My name, according to Luke chapter ten verse seventeen is already written in heaven. Um and a new creature in Christ, second Corinthians five seventeen. So what advantage would it be for me to be a black Hebrew Israelite?
7: Did you have you ever considered Romans the third chapter? The Apostle Paul wrote something in Romans three verses one and two. Have you checked that out?
4: Yeah, I sure have. Yeah, love. Romans three. Yeah.
7: Verse number one, and it reads, i got my Bible right here.
4: It reads, uh,
7: Romans 3, I'm turning to it. If you could just.
4: What advantage then, we don't have much time. I've got it here. What advantage then have the Jew of what profit is there of circumcision? Much the way, chiefly, because unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some so did not he a says God? much yeah. every way? So oh, he, how... said, that, oh, he said that there was an advantage to being a Jew and receiving the oracles of God, but the purpose of that was to bring all people in all the world to a knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now I have no problem is with, that, with that. Does that, that, does that answer
7: people. your
1: question?
4: N- no, does it that does. answer the question you posed? No. No, yet, no, because I'm talking about now. There is no advantage now for me to be called a black Hebrew Israelite. Because I'm not under no, the law. He, the Apostle Paul the gospel of Jesus Christ.
7: But Paul says, he
4: was talking about the Jews and he, he, no, he didn't. He said that there was an advantage that the Jews had in bringing the word of God into the world. Being this chosen nation. Over in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Oh yeah. It was through uh, uh, his seed of Abraham that the Messiah came. But once so he believed the Messiah, much every way. Became
7: are, you, are you refuting the scriptures?
4: It's much every way? No, I acknowledge it. Yeah, he says but much every way. There is an advantage, advantage to being a Hebrew means? or a black no, Hebrew. Not a black Hebrew, no, no. It's just what advantage has the Jew and what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, because under them, or committed the oracles of God. And unto them it well, was for them, Unto okay. the
7: black Hebrew Israelites.
4: Mm-hmm. And, and, so same thing and you considered 2
7: Corinthians eleven twenty-two, mm-hmm. which you says, Are black they Hebrew?
4: Hebrew so, and am are they so am I. I to be, are they Israelites? So to am
7: I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I.
4: Black Hebrew Israelites. Why is it over in Peter? Well, I or mean, Peter? that's
7: the that's the false label Paul. being given to them.
4: Listen, listen, sir. Why are we called Christians in the Bible rather than false Hebrew Israelites? they were
7: called Christians by the Greeks. That's not a Hebrew
4: Hebrew name, Christian. Now, listen, listen now. That's wrong. If it were true, I would acknowledge it. Peter is who I'm talking about. Peter used the term. Why did he use it? He wasn't a Greek. He was a Jew.
7: He was, but but they were under Roman occupation.
4: Why did he use the term Christians to describe us? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I see that you don't have an answer. Because, that. Uh, you don't have an answer because you can't answer the question. No, I, 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 I just worried, answered
7: you. Okay? I said the translators. Yet if
4: any man suffer, and this is the verse, this is First Peter 4, 16, this is not a Greek, this is a Jew. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Christian is the term, not black Hebrew Israelite. Thank you. All right. My goodness, Read right the Bible. That's the trouble you have with the Black Hebrew Israelites.
6: You ask them a question, you don't want to answer. God bless everybody. We'll see
4: you next time. Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp
0: Engine.